The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. up everybody welcome back to another episode of out of the shadows i'm one of your hosts chris chavez joined as always by jim clark hey 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 what's going on what up dude not much uh let's try to make it through this without falling asleep okay (laughs) we're both getting used to new schedules where we go into work earlier so we can have fridays off yeah and uh it's starting to catch up yeah starting to catch up and it's hard to have motivation to do things after you know what i mean like after work yeah, well, like yeah. we're recording, but then after this, I'm supposed to go to the gym, and it's just kind of like, oh. I yeah, I was I wondering. Like I'm like, it, man, I, I should ask him. I said, I know you got the gym membership, and I know I said I was going to get one, and then never did. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, me, I go Monday, me, Wednesday, Fridays. Let me get through the next couple paychecks. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Yeah, one. Um, it's not, it's not bad, but it's just. But you're um, still going good. You're still going it's strong. The motivation's tough right now. Like yeah. today, I'm just like, I'll skip today, but I can't. I can't. I, I got to do it. I'm like, I know I should go home after this and like edit some photos, right? But then. I think, well, I recorded a podcast tonight, so that's doing work. <laughs> yeah. So now I can just go home and relax. But I'm like, nah, dude, I should really go home and edit <laughs> some more photos. Yeah, I get you, dude. I get you. Um, but yeah, we're doing a podcast. Yeah. We're doing our eight, mostly, mostly 80s, 80s horror podcast, uh, but we're on our little Hitchcock the last side track. Our, our Hitchcock side track. Yeah. We're finishing it off with... Uh, the last one here. This is one that you said you really wanted to see. Yeah, because I've never seen it before, and I've always seen it. Um, and I've seen it advertised on like the old VHS tapes where you pop it in, and it's like the Mummy, right? Mm-hmm. Done by Universal, so they're they're got an ad on there for Hitchcock collection, mm-hmm. right? And you see the iconic scenes from this movie, and I've seen it, and I kind of know what it's about. Well, I have I've seen the trailer, yeah. things about it, and I kind of you've know seen what it in it's pop about. culture. Yeah, so I'm yeah. familiar with it, but I've never seen it. Never seen it. We're talking about Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. How do you do? My name is Alfred Hitchcock, and I would like to tell you about our good friends, The Birds. <laughs> That's the damnest thing I ever saw. Birds just don't go around attacking people without no reason. Yes, they attack the children, attack them. What's the matter with all the birds? <laughs> Birds are not aggressive creatures, miss. They bring beauty into the world. Those gulls attack. Impossible. They came in right down the chimney. Why are they doing this? It's the end of the world. Are the birds going to eat us, Mommy? Get yourselves guns and wipe them off the face of the earth. That would hardly be possible. Mitch, don't! The five continents of the world contain more than a hundred billion birds. All at once, the birds were everywhere. Why don't you all go home? Lock your doors and windows. Did you get the windows in the attic? When do you think they'll come? What happens when you run out of wood? I don't know. You don't know? When will you know? When we're all dead?
pop culture. Uh, more recent, when I say recently, dude, this has been a minute though. Okay. But the one of, I remember that 70s show had a Halloween episode where they oh, had really? like a little birds homage thing going on oh, where like there was a neighbor that had some, that had something to like kitty had to go over and take care of something there, <laughs> feed the bird or something. And it was like, like birds, like they did this, this whole, <laughs> it was like, attacking him. Yeah. I think the whole episode was Alfred Hitchcock themed because that was the same one where Fez, that whole thing was, was like rear window and Fez was stuck upstairs. Oh hurt. really? <laughs> yeah. And then they also had a thing with, uh, with Eric Foreman experiencing vertigo and it was doing from the movie oh, vertigo. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, the birds, man, you, you were wanting to see this. You hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. watch the movie. We step outside. What's your first thoughts? I enjoyed the film quite a bit. However, it has aged. Yeah. You can see it in, in quite a few places. But other than that, I think, I think it's a solid film. I think it's a great film. And, and I did, I liked it about as much as I thought I would Okay, I'll put it that way. Okay. And it wasn't in black and white. Nope. And I knew it wasn't going to be. Right. Okay. Unlike Strangers in a Train. I thought okay. that was going to be color. But this was only, what, three years after Psycho came out? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. No, I think he hit it out of the park again with this one. Okay. For sure. Let's get right into it, dude. All right. Birds is a story about birds attacking. Yep. There you go. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Right. <laughs> Starting it, we start out with our main characters, right? Mm-hmm. We're first introduced to Melanie. Melanie, yes. Melanie Daniels. Melanie is a socialite. She -hmm. is at a bird store trying to purchase a bird for a a friend or somebody she worked with. I can't remember what it was. But she's there to buy a bird, a specific bird. Yeah. And And she's waiting because they ordered it for her. But uh, yes, Melanie Daniels played by Tippi Hendren. Yes. The uh, bird is not available yet. And this lady's got to go take care of the lady who's selling birds, right? She's like, I got to go take care of this order. Hang on. I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. And while she's off, this gentleman walks into the store, sees Melanie, approaches her and starts talking to her like she works there. Like, hey, do you guys have lovebirds? And yeah. She looks at him and goes along with it immediately. She's yep. just like, you know what? Let me see. And she's taking him around, looking at birds, talking like she knows about birds. And he's looking at her and like grilling her and giving her questions. And you get this feeling like he doesn't believe her. Yeah. yeah he's right? just going along with it. Get to the point where he makes some... Co- oh, she almost lets one of the birds out and it becomes like this This little... Oh, yeah. It starts flying around the store. Yeah. <laughs> this tussle. And then he catches the bird and, and uh, puts it back in and then makes a comment to her calling her by her name mm-hmm. and she's like excuse me how do you know me and he's like oh we we know each other he's like well you know what i don't know you he's like i just saw you at the courthouse mm-hmm. and um she's like oh how dare you you know <laughs> how dare you and she he was just right back at her like you know I, maybe you, you you deserve this you know mm-hmm. you like to mess with people she was there for some, some sort practical of practical joke yeah. which funny think about that right like that's why she was in court yeah she had to go for for being a a, a, a public nuisance <laughs> basically now he's like you know how does it feel you know I, I saw you and i just thought it'd be funny so uh, actually i think that comes later that conversation uh anyway so he takes well, off. No, no, no. That's where he reveals it. That's how oh, yeah. we, we know that. But did you notice right off the, the get-go at the very beginning, we get our Hitchcock cameo. Yes, he's walking his dogs out. Those <laughs> are his store. dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so he takes off, and mm-hmm. and Melanie asks the store, the store owner, like, who's that guy? She's like, I don't know. So she runs out and sees his license plate and is like, all right calls a friend of hers works at the paper or something like that yeah and it's like hey can you do me a favor can you run this and get this information i want to know wh- where this is 
and she finds out where the inf- where it's at. She finds out his name, and mm-hmm. she heads off to the town of Bodega Bay. Yep. And she drives out there in her little. Well, first she buys birds, right? She buys lovebirds. Yeah, buys a couple of lovebirds. And decides she's going to bring them to him mm-hmm. to, and drop them off at his house with a funny little note. And so she gets all ready, gets yep. in her little convertible. and her, I believe it was at Aston Martin, dude, so you know she's got money. <laughs> and drives like a fucking maniac. <laughs> You're in a wheel screeching, dude. <laughs> on the Pacific Coast Highway, just tearing around those curves, bro. Yeah, that was funny, dude. <laughs> she was she was cruising. You see the little birds, dude? They're like, like leaning back each and time. forth. <laughs> like when you're seeing that, right? Are you just thinking to yourself like, Hitchcock, real? Okay. <laughs> this, I like those little touches, those little things like that. It's kind of corny, but it's also kind of, it, it fits. Yes, yes. It's, it's this weird kind of balance. <laughs> I say it all the time, comedy and horror go hand in hand. So yeah. when you see things like that and you know it's Hitchcock, it's like, yes, Hitchcock could do way better than that, but yeah. he's doing that for a reason. Yeah. Yes. She gets to this town, mm-hmm. right? She's looking for this guy. So where where do you go if you're looking for somebody and where they live? He, At least in those days, you go to the post office. You go to the see, little yeah, town. That's that's way before me. Back when I was a kid, it was looking him up in the phone book. Yeah. So, But here you go there and you say, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. And mm-hmm. If they don't know, the person that just walked in behind you knows. They're like, oh, I know someone. This is a tiny little town, town. right? But they know. She says, you know, I'm looking for a guy named um, Mart. No. Mitch. Mitch. Mitch Trubitsky. (laughs) I'm looking for Mitch. No, Uh, Mitch Brenner. And he says. by Rod Taylor. Yeah, he goes, uh, oh, he lives over there. Points Mm -hmm. out into the distance. And, oh, let's rewind real quick. Yeah. She bought those birds, right? Mm Mm-hmm. She went to his apartment because she found out where he lived. Oh, yes. So found he, out that he was out of town for the weekend. Yes, there's this weird north. dude in the elevator. What was with that guy? <laughs> I and like, have no idea, dude. The way he looked at her, the way they walked down the hall, all awkward and shit. And then he's just Here's like talking, thing, giving all this information out. Like, if that's for Mitch, he's gone. He goes away every weekend. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to take care of him because I'm leaving too. <laughs> this must be like... Before you had to worry about locking your doors at night, yeah. um, before, you know, crime. But there's quite a few instances in this movie where I was, like, I picked up and I knew what was going on, but the character, uh, the actor's portrayal of certain reactions kind of threw me off a little bit. Like, am I am I really following this correctly? So this was one of them. Like you said, when you mm-hmm. first see him in the, in the elevator, he's kind of, like, looking at her sideways and... yeah. Yeah, it was a little, but then he a gives weird, up all that information. All information. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know. So she goes tearing off to town, right? Mm-hmm. Stops at the post office. Says, "Where's he at?" Says, "Hey, he lives over there." So she decides she's going to go over there. And she's like, "Well, how do I get there?" She's like, "Well, you, you just got to drive all the way around." He's like, "But I," she's like, "I got to get here without for, being seen. for a certain time and, and without being seen." He's like, "Well, you could always take a boat." Mm-hmm. She's like, "That's a great idea. Where would I get a boat?" He's like. <laughs> Well, right down by the docks. Let me call for you and get that taken. Like this, like this era is such a different era to live in. Yeah, yeah. Even even it being such a small town, I I don't know if even like a small town like that today would have that kind of um, that kind of camaraderie where you're being so nice to somebody who just blew in with the wind. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, different times. Did she? She didn't meet the teacher yet. No, but this is where she she asked the shop uh, the, the not the shopkeeper the the mailman what the uh, the little Brunner girl's name is. That's right. And they kind of feel like they know, but they really don't. He says, "Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Go up the road here till you go past the schoolhouse. Yep. See the little red mailbox. That's the yep. school teacher's house. 
She'll tell you the She'll help name. you out. Yes. So she does. She goes there, right, mm-hmm. and talks to the teacher, mm-hmm. uh, Annie. Annie. Yeah, Annie Hayworth. Yeah. She talks to Annie, meets Annie, and, and says, you know, I'm here because I need to know the daughter's, the, you know, the Mitch... Mitch's little little sister. What's what's her name? Mm-hmm. And the teachers. She looks at him like, "Oh, are you a friend of Mitch's?" And no, this is first. It's are you a friend of Annie's or do you know Annie? Like yeah, she's well, asking. Need, yeah, you need to see her about something. It's like, oh no. This, well, do you know Mitch? Why are you here? Are you here for Mitch? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you get this feeling of like, ooh, this lady's kind of jealous immediately, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And here's a second time where I feel like these the reactions from the actor kind of kind of at least in my eyes, don't match up with what's actually going on here. Like, it, it didn't seem like she was being as much jealous as she was, like, really looking at this girl sideways. Like, you don't belong here. Like, there's something weird going on. It is. It's a, ta- it's a tiny I mean? town, though. Think about that. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Well, true. And so when a stranger comes in asking about people, you're going to immediately be like, who's this person, right? Uh, and guess. even later, like, when we have that whole diner scene, everybody's looking at this like, you're the outsider. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what you're seeing there, but okay. you do still see the jealousy. There's still this little oh, twinge yeah. of jealousy, yes, right? Absolutely. Uh, she gives up the, da- the daughter's name, and, so, mm-hmm. and, and uh, she goes, <laughs> "It would never happen today, dude. <laughs> None of this would ever happen mm-hmm. the way this happens today. No, because because she basically stalked this Mitch guy, yeah, <laughs> all the way to this place. Yeah, first to his real apartment, then to his family home on the in this little bodega bay that he goes and, to and on the to weekends. The lengths that she goes to give these birds to this girl." Yeah. Well, um, initially it was to play a joke on him, but now she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to yeah. do it this way. Yeah, that wouldn't fly today. So she ends up going back to get the boat, mm-hmm. gets on a boat, goes all the way to this house, right? Mm-hmm. S- literally breaks in the house, sneaks in, <laughs> puts the birds there, puts yep. a little card for the do- the sister there. And then takes off. And she, I love how she does it, too. When she gets back on the boat, she just lets it, like, float all the way. She doesn't turn the thing on. She doesn't yeah. want them to know well, she's, she's there. she's using the oar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Paddle um, them out. And then she, like, ducks down and watches Mitch get there. Yep. Go into the house. Then come running out like he's trying he to figure out what he's like, did who it. left this? Yeah. Then he sees the boat, right? Gets in the car and he takes off. And she's just laughing. She starts her boat off and heads back to the docks. On the way, Seagull smacks her in the head. Yep. Right, and she's got a little little cut on her face, mm-hmm. and that's our very, very, very first inkling of what's coming. Yes, because and it's, it's it's very slight inkling. Because yeah, okay, one bird comes down and attacks. It doesn't mean okay. Maybe you got too close to its nest. Yeah, because what I love about this movie mm-hmm. and the way Hitchcock tells the story and mm-hmm. and the way it plays out is this feels very much. Like, this is not about the birds. This is about, we're watching this story of this woman and this guy kind of flirtatiously meeting and and doing things. And we're watching all Mm -hmm. this develop. We're watching her insert herself into, like, this life that he has, this little town, who people are very protective of him. Like, the school teacher that used to be with him, his mother, you know, all these are. And so we're watching, this is our story. Mm-hmm. The birds are kind of like this thing that are slowly happening here and there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it because well, it's, it's like it's I, I I see what you're saying. It's not like it's, we're told there's things happening and the birds and it's all yes. about the birds because it feels like a romance movie. Uh-huh. Where as it was playing out, this dark cloud rolled in over town. Yeah, and literally like took over this romance movie. Yeah, because that's basically what it is. Yeah, Just yeah. a romance movie set in a horror a horror world. Yeah, Mitch is and on not the, even a horror world because no. This, I mean, it's never actually explained, but if you pay attention to like the behavior of birds, things like this happen. 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They get sick. They go crazy. Yeah. So he, uh, Mitch sees this, sees her get attacked by the bird. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, hey, you okay? Let's go get you cleaned up. And he yep. takes her takes up her to, to, the, to the restaurant. Yeah, the, the restaurant. And they're in there and just patching her up and talking to her. And he's like, what, what are you doing here? You know, what's going on here? And they have their moment where they yes. kind of talk back and forth. And his mom comes in. Yep. And immediately gets this cold glare this this look on her face like she's like hmm, who the hell are you coming this, up here and, this hussy yeah talking to my son um and then he see he tells my uh tells his mom well i've already invited her for dinner yeah 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 she's gonna be coming over for dinner and the, do they go straight to the house or does she go and stay no, from stay, there get she that goes room? she goes to annie's yeah. uh, house to she see decides she can rent the room out for the yeah. night so she's gonna be coming out to dinner right mm-hmm. he invites to dinner so she needs a place to stay and she when she was talking to annie she saw that little sign room yes. uh room, room available or something yep. like room for rent so she goes and she's like hey i was wondering um do you mind if i if i get a room for the night just one night she's like well i was hoping to rent it out to someone somebody for a longer longer period and she's just like, you know, everybody so you, else is full. I, I've already looked everywhere. And else. I'm not trying to get with Mitch, just so you know. <laughs> and Annie's like, you know what? You're, you're right. Yeah, it's fine. Here, I can do that for you. Let's her in. And they're, but even so, like, even though she's trying to play that card of, yeah, I'm not trying to get with Mitch, which is obviously a lie. Yeah. Um, I still feel like the character of Annie understands that and has it come to the acceptance yeah, of that. So. I agree. I agree. Yeah, she's just being a decent person. She um she lets her get the room for the night, right? Mm-hmm. And Melanie goes to dinner. Yep. And they have a nice dinner. Yep. They're she talking. plays piano. Yep. They're uh, the, the sister loves her. Yeah, they have. They're getting along well. Mm-hmm. She loves her little lovebirds. Yep. And now it's time to end the night. Yep. And he's gonna. And the sister's like, "Hey." Tomorrow's my birthday party. You want to come over for my birthday? And Melanie's like, oh, no, I gotta it's get all back right. to San Francisco. I got Sorry. stuff to do. You guys are too poor for me. <laughs> and the little girl's like, well, I would sure love it. And she's like, yeah, keep dreaming, little girl. And then see, so here's the thing: I don't think leaves. she's looking at anybody in this situation, saying you're too poor for no. me because. Knowing how affluent this girl is mm-hmm. and where she comes from, I'm surprised she got in a little dinghy boat like that and went across the lake. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised with that, but anyway. <laughs> so she uh, she calls it a night, right? Mm-hmm. She says peace out to everybody, heads back to the, the house with Annie, and they sit there and well, talk for a little bit. This is where we get this this uh, this backstory, too, of her in Rome, and he mentions it to her, and yes. this is why he calls her back at Annie's house. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the the story basically being that she had gotten in trouble because she had been in dancing in the fountains in Rome naked. Yeah, and got pushed in. And uh, it was but in she the said, yeah, she said she was pushed in, and he's like, oh, come on. Like, well, she says, I was pushed in, and I had my clothes on. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, come on now. And she's just <laughs> like, all right, well, you you don't have to believe me. I don't give a fuck what you think. And she heads off and gets back to the house with Annie. They uh they have some brandy, some cigarettes, and they're talking, right? And mm-hmm. it starts to get towards like the Mitch thing, like, you know, are you interested? And she basically says, you know, I used to be with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was four years ago, but we're friends, you know, and, and that's that's that. Yep. And then the phone rings. It's Mitch. And it's Mitch and Annie gives the phone to Melanie and Melanie's like What's And this up? is so awkward because it's like right in front of this other <laughs> yeah. girl. I'm like <sighs> And she's like, What's up? And she's like, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Hangs up the phone and is like, Well, I guess I'm going to that party tomorrow. <laughs> she goes, You think it's a good idea? Annie's like, Do what you want to do. She's like, But I'll be there. I'll be there helping out too. <laughs> she's like, All right, cool, we'll go to the party. Next day. It's the party. Yep. 
It's all these kids playing around. Running around in the yard. This little, and they have like where their property has like dunes and shit. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like it's real nice, like beach, the beach area property. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kids are playing games. There's food and, and, and Mitch and, and Melanie go off and talk mm-hmm. and they have conversation and she talks a little bit about how her, she came up and how her mom was kind of like a shitty mom. And left when she was 11. And, yeah, yeah. So we see all that happen. Uh, and meanwhile, we start seeing little by little seagulls coming in. Yep, more and more. A few of them. Then they start kind of s- start sw- swooping down. Yep, and attacking kids. And all of a sudden, they <laughs> fucking full on attack. They start like they've got these weird like cat meow hisses. Yeah, screeches. It's very weird, dude. Uh, the the foley uh for the for the flapping for the of the wings. Oh yeah, yeah. It really just sounds like they took a bunch of like chopsticks and smacked them on a drum. See, or now this is what this is what I'm saying when I say some of the things in this movie have definitely not aged well. Yeah. Um, but imagine back in those days, not oh seeing God, stuff like dude. that, being terrified to see well, that. Well, not just that, but. I don't know of another movie. I'm sure there might be, but I don't know of another movie who's done anything like this with, with a this amount of birds because a lot of these were. Real was there birds. ever a remake of this? I don't know. Uh, no, they made a sequel to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, later on. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was like the Birds Two Lands End or some shit like that, dude. I don't know. <laughs> um, but but seeing this many birds on American screen Eagle. being used, uh, but using like fake birds, but then the um, they tried to do a lot of uh, like. Green screen style. Yeah, but it was superimposed. Wasn't, the way the birds were moving, they were moving too fast, and it gave too much like blue lines around the edge. Yeah. They had to take it to Disney Studios. So to not see that kind of technology all mm-hmm. over the place, and then mix it with this kind of horror and this mm-hmm. tension that's built, dude. Yeah, I can I can see why this was scary back then. And for sure. Yeah. So it starts attacking, dude, and they're like pecking the kids. There's this one scene. This little girl's laying on her belly, kicking her feet, <laughs> and this bird's Bird on top going of her, just at the pecking the her, shit out of her head, dude. And the adults just start riling, you know, grabbing all the kids and bringing them inside, mm-hmm. um, and they're just like, what "The fuck is going on? What the fuck actually just happened right now? What yeah. The hell is this? Right?" So uh, they go off, and after the party, they're back at Mitch's house and his mom's house. They're they're there getting ready to have dinner, and um, he's like, "Listen, this stuff, something something's something's weird right now. You probably you probably shouldn't leave. Yeah, just stay the just night. Just stay the night. We got an extra room. It's fine. yeah. You can and do it's, that. It's, it's it's what's her face too. It's the sister that kind of really pushes it at first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should do that. And all of a sudden, she looks down and sees a little sparrow sitting at the bottom oh. of the hearth, right? And then mm-hmm. another one drops in from from the chimney. Then it's like fucking the floodgates open, and then all of a sudden, all these sparrows come fucking flying in, flying in, bro, going crazy, absolutely apeshit, and they're all freaking out. They're trying to get out, right? They finally get out of the house, and, and Mitch is trying to get them all out of the house. Swat at him, yeah, dude. Fast forward a little bit, of, you know, a, a, a few moments later, there's a police officer there. They called the mm-hmm. police, right? And yep. Some of the birds are laying around dead, but other than that, they're gone, right? And there's damage everywhere. There's, like, fucking the China's, China's all, broken. all broken and shit. Yeah. And he's like. Picture frames are broken. He's like, well, you know, they, they get in. Sometimes it's from the light. And he's like, look, the, the house is not like. <laughs> like, bro, first of all, sec- first of all, I've never had birds come down the chimney like this. I've never had no. that many birds come down the chimney. No. They were attacking us. Yeah. This isn't just, just birds being birds. Yeah. This isn't like the birds at my apartment, dude. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. 
He's like, all right, guys. Well, uh, how about you guys just relax for, for the night, you know? Uh, and and uh, we'll we'll look into it later. Mm-hmm. So he takes off, and they all turn down for the night. Yep. Next morning, Lydia, the mother, gets up and she says to her son, "She's like, listen, I'm going to go uh, to talk to Farmer Bob, whatever his name is, not real Bob, but I'm going to go talk to so and so because uh, that feed he gave us for the yeah, pigs was shit. So. My, my hens are they're they're yeah. all fucked up, dude. They're not eating. It's got to be the feed. I'm going to go talk to him about it and." Um, Meanwhile, uh, what's her name? Melanie's upstairs watching everything Getting from the ready. window, yeah, yeah. watching Mitch outside working. And she's mm-hmm. like, hmm, once Lydia goes, let me see what I can get done. <laughs> because you realize it goes all of a sudden. They become a even more kind of romantic, but we didn't see anything build up. You know yeah, yeah, it was yeah. during that time mm-hmm. when Lydia left. Lydia, we follow her. She takes, she gets all the way to the farmhouse, and we see um, her. we see her get out. Yep. She goes to the farm hand. She's like, is is, uh, is the farm guy here? <laughs> and she goes, he's like, yeah, he should be. I haven't seen him yet, but he's probably up at the house. Mm-hmm. So Lydia goes in, dude, and starts walking through the house. And there's this moment where she walks by the kitchen mm-hmm. and all the glass mu- uh, the mugs and shit. Teacups that, that, that were yeah, hanging are all broken. All shattered and broken. Yep. Immediately, you know, she's looking at it going, oh, oh fuck. fuck. She gets back to the back room, opens the window, or opens the door and sees the windows shattered. There's a bird stuck in the window, dead. Dead bird laying on the bed. Bird on the dead. I can't even talk. (laughs) A dead bird on the bed. She looks down and sees legs bloodied. Oh, man. Then she looks over, and there's the farmer with his eyes pecked out, dude. Yes. And Hitchcock does this thing where it's like- like Three so quick wide, cuts. Pull out and then and then a little bit closer, half shot, and then like a close-up shot. And yeah. It really gets in on those eyes. And, it's and like, this oh. whole time, silence. We mm-hmm. just hear her moving around. There's no score to this. There's no like, dun, dun, nothing to jar you. Just that Chris, there's seeing no score the to vision. The, there's no score to the movie. Isn't it insane? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. awesome, dude. There's two songs, and I think one of them was the one uh, Melanie was playing on the piano at the first dinner, and then the other one's the one the school kids sing in the school. So, Dude, it's crazy no music good, yeah. but just that intensity. You're just like, <gasps> right? Holy shit. And well, sh- and I didn't expect it to be that graphic either. Nice, huh? You know what I mean? What do you think, dude? It looked good. Yeah. yeah again, certain things have aged, but that still looked fantastic, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude. damn. She, uh... She can't even scream. She's so shocked, right? Oh, yeah. She's horrified. She runs out of there. Drops her purse. Yep. Gets in her car and takes off. Heads back home. Hightails it out of there, dude. Yep. Like a bat out of hell. Pulls in, right? And her son's there, but she also sees Melanie's still there, and Mm -hmm. she's just like, I can't even with this shit either. (laughs) Runs in the house, and he's like, Mom, Mom, what's wrong, right? And goes over and um, says, you know what? We're going to go check that out. You just relax here. I'll go see what's going on, right? Melanie brings in the tea. Oh, yeah. Mom, mom. So now mom's laid well, up this in the is, room. Yep. And then this is where we see where they're like really close now. We're there. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says goodbye to Melanie and they're like making out and stuff. But mm-hmm. like like hot and heavy make out and then let me go. Yep. Like he starts kissing her, getting all up on her neck. And then he's like, all right, well, we're, I'm out of here. She's, uh, she's like, all right, I'm going to bring your mom some tea. Let her go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So we get a little moment now between Melanie and Lydia where they kind of talk together. Mm-hmm. And Lydia talks about knowing that she's difficult, but she lost her husband four years ago. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't know where she, you know, how to, she wouldn't know where she is without her son being there. And sometimes she can be difficult to, to be around. And they just basically talk back and forth and they get to know each other pretty well. And uh, she's like, where, where'd Mitch go? Where'd he go? Was, well, he went to the house with the, the farmer's with, house. With the cop. 
And uh, she's like, well, he doesn't believe me. She's like, oh, no, 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 he believes you. He's going to going to get that taken care of. Um, why don't you go to sleep? Granny, your purse is still over there. <laughs> yeah, you go to sleep, all right? Just relax and go to sleep. Well, go to sleep, and then she starts freaking out. She's like, well, do you think, uh, whatever the daughter's name is, the, the sister, do you think she's okay? Mm, do you yeah. think she's okay at the schoolhouse? She keeps free. Yeah, she keeps freaking out about Kathy. That's the the little Kathy, girl's name. Kathy, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. Freaking yeah. out about Kathy. Is, is she all right? Maybe we should take care. Of- There's big windows over there. And finally, my old lady's like, you know what? You shut sleep. the fuck up, bitch. I'll go get her. <laughs> I'll go check in on her and make sure she's okay. No, she's really nice to this woman, especially yeah. knowing how she how this woman can be mm-hmm. with uh, with his her daughter or her son's girlfriends, um, and being understanding about that, but like showing, hey, yeah. look, there's nothing. Just because I'm into your son and your son's into me, there's nothing, it doesn't yeah. need to be that way. It's not going to take him She's away from you. super nice. He's still going to be your son. Mm-hmm. And so she says, let me do this for you. I'm going to yep. go take care yep. of, make sure Kathy's fine. So she goes to the schoolhouse. That's what you were just talking about. You can hear them singing in there. Yep. She goes in and and uh, Annie gives her this look like, go outside and sit down for a minute. Wait till we're done. Mm-hmm. So Melanie goes outside, lights, lights a, a cigarette. cigarette. Right and, next to the playground, might I add. And we watch... <laughs> A crow come and sit on the the jungle gym, mm-hmm. and she's smoking her cigarette. I love this scene, dude. She's smoking her cigarette, and then we and get again, another. There's no music. No, we get and, an, and that's the whole point. It's just it's kind of like you're waiting, but you Which are is, noticing the the crows yes. one at a time coming, like two, three. She notices one. Right, watches it in the sky, and now she's terrified because she's thinking, "Is this shit gonna dive bomb me?" Mm-hmm. So she's watching it. She's watching it come over. So she looks over her head. She starts to look over her shoulder where it uh-huh. lands, and the way that camera comes down, all of a sudden you see the entire playground is covered with crows. Yep, all over, dude. Yep, and yep. there's this look of horror on her face, like, "Oh shit!" shit. And now she's all through. Get rid of the cigarette and slowly making her way to the the, the schoolhouse, no. trying not to it's like Jurassic be crazy. Park. Don't move; they yeah. won't see you. They're dinosaurs, no, right? No sudden <laughs> movements, right? She gets in there and she tells Annie what's up, and Annie's, Annie's like, opening oh, the back door. Yeah, because she's like, "You guys want to go play on the playground? Come on, let's go, let's go, guys!" And she's like, "No, no, 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 close no. that door." She tells her what's up, and he's like, "All right, kids, we're gonna get out of here." No, they're all freaking out. She's like, shut the fuck oh, up. fire drill. It's a fire yeah. drill. This is going to be a fire drill now. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave. And whoever's the closest, wherever you live, get right home. Everybody else to the bottom of the hill as fast as you can. And they all get out there. And they all start walking. Boom, here come the birds. And yep. they just take off running, screaming. It Getting is attacked, anarchy, dude. bro. Um, anarchy. Yeah, this was this was a cool whole sequence. This was really good. <laughs> and these kids had some terrified looks on their faces. Oh, I got to no. tell you. Not yeah, bad. Some of them look like they were having a fun time. Like they're kind of laughing and stuff while yeah, they're yeah, running. Yeah. But some of them were putting so, in yeah, a performance, dude, it bro. Was, yeah, this it was, was this crazy. Was cool. But again, no soundtrack. No, no soundtrack. No, you're just so you're listening just to the birds, birds dude. attack screaming children. Yeah, um, and I do like it because the setting, the seaside, uh, the the, I don't know if it's seaside or lakeside, but you hear the water and it's just quiet. You hear yeah. the wind, you hear the breeze, you hear that, so that puts you there way yeah. more than than I feel having a soundtrack. Yeah, I mean you can't get away with that with every movie, but this I, I feel yeah. perfect. They end up being able to escape, getting into a building. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Melanie makes her way to the diner, mm-hmm. gets on the phone and calls Daddy. Yep. Daddy, you ain't going to believe the fuck's happening in this crazy little town. Mm-hmm. And um, she's telling her dad all this stuff, right? Mitch comes out there and is like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And the birds attacked us at the school. Then we get all these people. Like, all of a sudden, every we get all these characters in this diner. There's this lady with her kids that's like, can you guys keep it down? You're scaring my fucking kids. There's like the dining, the patrons, the people who work at the diner talking about like, oh shit, they got attacked by birds. Wait, what happened? One dude at the end, one dude at the end is like, it's the end of the world. (laughs) You're a harbinger of doom. (laughs) Yes, it is. And then there is this lady who she's a bird person, an ornithologist. Is that what they're called? I don't know, dude. And she knows about birds. Mm -hmm. And so she's talking about like, you guys are crazy. Birds don't do this. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, trust me, I've seen it. Seagulls, blackbirds, crows. She's like, they don't flock together. They have their own flocks. She goes, well, I'll tell you what. If they ever decided to do that, God help us. <laughs> We'd never be able to fight them off. Um, do you know what this scene reminds me of a lot? Mm. The mist. Yes. When they're in the supermarket. Yes, because then they're yes. all dealing with what's on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one businessman that comes in, and he's just like, I want to get this real quick to go. And uh, people are freaking out. This lady, this lady with the kids, is like, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. We gotta, we gotta leave. leave. She's like, how do I get out of here? How do I get to whatever the highway? It is? Yeah. He goes, well, that's what he said. He goes, you gotta get on the highway. She's like, well, where is the highway? And the businessman is like, oh, I'm about to leave. You can just follow me. <laughs> and uh, while they're doing this, they're watching, and they notice more the birds outside, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, it's about to happen again. Across the street, there's a gas station. This Guy's dude's pumping, pumping gas, gas, right? Birds start attacking him. He falls over. Fucking gas, the gas pump thing. is still going, running gas down the street, and it starts this little river of, mm-hmm. of gas just pouring across the street, underneath these parked cars in the parking lot of the diner. Dude's opening his car out there, and he's lighting his cigarette. Yeah, and they're, and they're just yelling at him. I love and the how burns his hand. I love how on the inside, like you can hear. Melanie talking, but it's not clear because they literally have the glass closed and everything. Oh, and yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, look at him." Watch, he's lighting a cigarette. And then they look over, and then they open the thing. They all start yelling, no, mm-hmm. don't drop that match. Don't drop that match. And he looks over. He's like, huh? Yeah, and you're right. Finger starts burning, and he drops it, and holy shit. Yep, you go right up, dude. What would you think of that? Uh, that was cool because I didn't really notice a cut or anything where they would have put a dummy in there. Right, So I dude? wonder if this dude really lit himself on fire in a fire suit but or something. But what the fuck? It was so good. <laughs> Such a good, seamless cut if there's a cut. Yeah, it was because real good. It's it's it is that that shock like that you weren't expecting that to really like I did Again, not expect Hitchcock to, to see, do that the first time I that. saw it. It's like it's like going back to the farmer with his eyes pecked out. I did not expect to see that gruesomeness. Well, that I can maybe, but the kind of out of nowhere like this shock of watching an explosion, mm-hmm. somebody's death right in front of you. Yeah, I didn't expect it, and it reminds me of uh, Halloween, right? Mm. Or not Halloween three when dude fucking explodes himself oh, in, the, in car. the car you're just not gasoline. expecting yeah, it yeah, you know yeah. things like that those moments of like when you're not expecting it to happen and you're like holy shit yeah right what a great scene i love yeah. that spot well and, again this is a whole right from that school when they're when the kids are running out basically till uh when mitch and um little miss prissy here mm-hmm. leave and this scene ends this entire sequence however long many minutes this is is just incredible dude there's a great shot that Hitchcock does oh, from, from the sky, the sky looking at the town, and mm-hmm. you watch this like line of fire, right? Mm-hmm. This line, 
and you're watching all these birds start coming down, dude, yep. in the foreground. It's so fucking cool. So when the the explosion happened, mm-hmm. they all go running out to try to save the guy and try to help people. Mm-hmm. But then the birds, all oh, the birds come down. Then yes, she yes. goes into the, the phone booth, and Mitch mm-hmm. ends up saving her, bring her back in, and that's when the old lady and goes crazy. And, on and her. again, that's one of the uh, the iconic moments from this movie that's yep. so ingrained in pop culture. That's the one I vividly remember. Some of those shots from her in the phone booth, yep. in that advertisement for the, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock collection. Back at the diner, everyone's like horrified, and they're staring at at Melanie like, "Who are you?" They're like looking at her like it's her fault, dude. This lady with the kids, yep, flips the fuck out. She's like, "They said this only happened when you got here. Who are you? What's going on? What did they do?" And she starts freaking out. Melanie slaps, slaps her the ass. shit out of her. <laughs> But then she's just like, it oh, was, shit. It was like the slap heard around the world on Oscar night. Yeah. Dude. Yes. That was a Will Smith <laughs> style slap. Um, she's basically like, uh, we got to get out of here. Let's just let's we're going to go. Everybody yeah. like get home. The birds are gone right now. Let's try to get safe. So they leave. Mitch, Mitch and, and Melanie leave. Well, And then everybody starts leaving. Everybody starts trying to go home or get out of town or whatever. Right. Yep. They decide. All right, let's go get Kathy. She's at Annie's house. Let's go get Mm -hmm. Kathy. So they start heading that way. It's quiet, right? They're walking slow. And another great scene. You, you're from the from their point of view. You're seeing the picket fence along the along the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. And as you come to that little opening where it turns and goes towards her house, Mm -hmm. you see Annie just laying Laying there. there. That's a great scene too, dude. It is. It's horrific to see just how she's laying there. You don't have to get a close up no, and see what at it all, looks dude. like, but you just know. the way she's laying there. Because what you see now with the farmer, you know. Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need to and see it. And they go in the house, they get Kathy, they come out, and Mitch is beside himself, dude. With Annie dead, he's like grabbing rocks about to throw it at the birds that are like sitting on the wires and shit. And Melly's like, no, well, no, no, no. Well, he was no. attacked too, dude, so he's yeah. like not having any of it. She's like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. So he takes his jacket off and puts it over Annie, mm-hmm. and then they head back. They head back to their house uh, where Lydia's waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nighttime, right? Or it's almost nighttime. As as the evening's coming down, Mitch is up there fucking boarding up, boarding everything, up everything. All the windows, any way for anything to get in. Night of the Living Dead style. Yes. Isn't that how this felt now? Because now they're boarded up. They're in the house. The radio's playing. You're hearing the news mm-hmm. about different attacks happening. And you could hear birds outside. They're all fucking terrified hearing all of the swarms and, and the stuff. Screeching. All of a sudden, they start attacking again, smashing through windows and Coming, shit. Trying to get through the door, dude. The front door. A Pecking solid wood fucking. You can just see door. the splinters coming yeah, out, dude. Uh, Mitch's arms are getting lacerated, dude. They're fucking. He's trying to close the window. They're, and they're fighting like, people off. Arm, yeah. Uh, finally, finally, they fight them all off as many as they can, and they get things boarded up again and, and secure. Mm-hmm. And now it's evening, and everyone's just kind of quiet and laying around, sleeping on the couch and sitting in a chair. And Melanie's sitting there, and she hears noises. She hears some noises from upstairs, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I'm gonna go check that out." She doesn't tell nobody. She's just like, I'm going to go see what this is, knowing that everything's going to shit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go without anyone's help. Nobody knowing where I'm going in case anything happens. Great tension again from Hitchcock as we slowly make our way to the room. Mm -hmm. And the lighting, too, because she's using a flashlight. She opens the door, dude, and she looks up, and you can see that they've gone through the roof, dude. Yes. And 
She shines her light over, and the canopy bed is flocked with birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely covered. And they start attacking the shit out of her. And she she had stepped into the room, mm-hmm. falls back against the door, closing Closes the door. It. And these things just start Go to town on her, man. Fucking her up, dude. To the point she drops to the ground, and now she's almost a dead sack laying against the door. And they hear, you know, downstairs they heard her screaming and all the, the ruckus, and mm-hmm. they're coming up trying to save her, and Mitch is trying to open the door, and she's blocking it. They finally get her and pull her out, dude, and she's not she's okay. She's fucked up, dude. Yeah, she's not okay. Not only physically. But mentally. Yes. She's like she's catatonic this, now. Yeah, she's got this stare, and she's just staring straight ahead, dude. Yeah, catatonic, bro. Yeah. Um, They wait a little longer. All of a sudden, you know, the birds are chill. Mm-hmm. They look outside. The birds are still there. But they're just hanging out. They're just hanging out. And like they're all over the grounds, all over the wires, all over the fences, all over the houses, just all standing there. And you want to talk about that great Hitchcock tension, dude? Yes. From here to the end, from this moment to the end of the movie, dude. Yes. Unreal. Mitch is like, I'm going to go start the car. Mm -hmm. We're going to get you guys out of here. And we got to do this slow. So he does a slow walk to the car. Not only to the car, yes. he's got to go all the way to the garage. Yes. Open the garage door. Yes. Move the car to the house so that they can all get in there. Yep. Go back to the house and get everyone carefully and quietly. quietly and slowly. And that's Melanie's fine mm-hmm. with going slow because, like I said, she's catatonic. The G is literally not okay now. She's fucked. Yeah. They get. She's them on in- autopilot, basically. Yeah. They get them into the car. Until she sees that they're about to go through this swarm of birds, and then oh, she's yeah. like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But they but force that's, her. That's how it is, dude. Yeah. And then she gets in the car, and that's what I love about a lot of Hitchcock's movies, too, is they just end. Yep, they just drive off. Just ends. That's it. We that's get no how explanation of what happened, why the birds were attacking. Nope. We get no resolution of nope. what happened to these characters. Nope. Um, the one thing I did like is that Kathy made sure to bring the lovebirds with her. Yes. they These birds weren't affected. No. They were fine. Yep. They didn't go crazy against them, you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. So it, it's it's a cool these, contradiction to about what it, they were these saying. Were, these were birds that came from captivity from a store in a different town. Well, it, it's, it's cool to see the parallel there when they're in the restaurant saying, you brought this with us, but the only birds that she brought with her are the only birds that are fine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah, dude, I loved there was it. a lot of tension, especially right here at the end, and it was so great. Mm-hmm. It was so well done, dude. It is. It's, um, it it, it puts you on edge. so many good nuggets in this movie. There are. Yes. There are. What do you have for tidbits, dude? Oh, um, tidbits. So they actually paid each bird $5 a day on the set. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, could you imagine? Um I know the dogs that he was walking were his. Those were Alfred Hitchcock's dogs. Oh, Alfred dogs. Hitchcock's, yep. Um, I guess Hitchcock said that 3,200 birds were trained for this movie. Wow. Um, he said the ravens were the most clever. Yeah, they are. He said, and the seagulls were the most vicious, Ooh. which makes sense. Um, I guess when they premiered this movie in London, um, when people left the movie theater... There were speakers playing screeching sounds of birds. Oh God, that's <laughs> just to scare up, people even that's further, better. dude. That's awesome. Like that is fucking awesome. How are you gonna feel when a bird comes back into your apartment again? Are you gonna be like, oh shit? 
No, because they're just worried. <laughs> you can tell they're just worried about getting out, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always feel so bad, but they're not getting in now. They're definitely no. not getting. If they get in now, I don't know. There's no keeping them out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the schoolhouse that they used for mm-hmm. filming here, right? It's an actual schoolhouse in Bodega, California, but it's actually known to be haunted. Is that a legit place, Bodega Bay? I guess so. Uh, not That's Bodega cool. Bay. I think Bodega, Bodega California okay. is. Yes, it's haunted. The schoolhouse okay. was, and it was known back then when during they were during the there. filming. Okay, yes, according to Tippi Hendren, the entire cast was scared to be there and even film there. She said that the building uh, was immensely populated and there was nobody there. That's the way it felt. It felt like it was wow. super populated, but nobody there. So I guess when Alfred Hitchcock was told that the schoolhouse was haunted, that just made it even better, and he was even more encouraged to go ahead and film. Oh yeah. There. He had a, so the thing about Hitchcock that was, there was a, um, he had a reputation for pushing people to their limits. Oh, yeah. The, the school teacher, Annie, uh-huh. they had her laying there on the ground, right? So he had her, he thought it would be cool to go get a prosthetic earpiece, like her ear was falling off. So he sent her to go to makeup, right? And when she came back and they filmed it the way they, the angle they filmed it from, it was on the other side. And she said, that's just Hitchcock's sense of humor, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that it wasn't going to be seen. That's amazing. Um, but then the other thing was uh, during the birthday scene, when the birds are coming down and popping the balloons, in mm-hmm. order to get them to pop the balloons, what they did was they took their beaks, stuck a needle in their beak, and then taped it shut. Oh, poor birds. Yeah, I know. Ready? It gets even worse. One of the birds escaped, and they were like, oh, shit, that bird's not going to be able to open its mouth. So they went on this massive hunt and chase to find this bird and ended up getting the bird and taking care of it. But Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's how they ended up getting the birds to pop the balloons. Dude. Yeah, back in the day, they didn't really care no about the animals no as much. Yeah, yeah. there was no regulations in, t- in how to, to care for the animals that were working. No. Oh, crazy. But yeah, that's my tidbits. And that was the birds. Yes. That was Hitchcock. Yes. Yes. Nice little nice little little grouping of Hitchcock films, I mm-hmm. think. And there's a bunch more that I want to check out now. Oh, and we could South do it again in the future. Vertigo. Yeah, we could do so. a whole nother a whole nother like uh detour on Hitchcock again in the future. Yeah, Hitchcock absolutely. 2.0. Word. Oh uh, man, next time we come back it's 1987. Do you remember what we start with cuz we're going off with a yeah. bang a bang. A bang, dude. Hell yeah. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. We are revisiting somebody we've already met on this show. Yeah, we skipped his sophomore film, <laughs> but we're diving right into his third adventure. The, uh, where, where the which basically sets the tone for the rest of the uh, the franchise. Most of it, yeah, yeah, except um, except the last one. So we're talking. I don't even remember <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. This is one of my favorites. The Dawkins, the Dawkins song. Hey, yeah, dude. Still got to get that album, dude. There's another Dawkins song in that movie that doesn't get enough love, dude. At the very beginning of the movie, Into the Fire. Yeah. Fucking love that song, dude. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, next week we come back to Freddy Krueger and Dream Warriors. Can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. Until then, we're done. We're out of here. Yeah, I don't think there's any horror news to really talk about. No, I think people should just go to social and make sure they follow us and comment, subscribe, do the whole thing. Out of the Shadows Podcast, OOTS Pod on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, feel free to send us messages. I'm, I love when we get messages, and we recently got one uh, where we <laughs> – I got called out, dude. I got called out for – and it's not like I hate Evil Ed, dude. Can I give it's a just, shout out to the person? It's not that I hate him, dude. It's not that at all, right? It's just kind of like he was – he just kind of annoyed me, but he, but, but to be fair, 
he's extremely important in the history of of horror, yes. right? That that character is extremely important in the in the world of horror. So um, yeah, I, and, I, and here's the thing. But that's I mean, the lo- that's the feedback I love getting. People who yes. are just like, "Hey, no, you I said disagree this, with you," <laughs> and this is my thoughts on it, right? Yes, Whether even yes. if it's they, that they agree, disagree, or just to even give us their thoughts on something, their mm-hmm. thoughts on one of the movies we covered, or or what they hoped you know for us to cover in the future. Like, they, 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 who was it that put this on there? Justin. His name is Justin. Um, so thank you, Justin, for calling Chris on his shit. Hey, fuck. <laughs> Fuck you, Jim. Not you, Justin. You cool, man. But yeah, dude, feel free to send us messages and let us know your thoughts on the things we're talking about recording. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll have some more interactions here in the future. Yes, and we will definitely, definitely, I say that, but uh, I mean, we're 100% guaranteed. But we will definitely be back with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street next week, and we won't take like a two-week. Oh, see, you you did it. You did it. You jinxed us. Yeah, you jinxed (laughs) us because you put the guarantee on it. Uh, But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Until then, I'm Chris. That's Jim. We'll see you next week. I'll say it again. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Remember, keep your eye on the shadows.